Good evening. It's 10.45, and this is Quietly Yours. Welcome back. Tonight, we're dipping our toes into a bit of sci-fi with a story we call The Death Serum. But first, we have to take a moment to remember Jake Noble from Montana, who died this week at 40. Jake, who is survived by wife Echo and daughter Marlo, was killed in a workplace accident when lightning struck his surveying equipment while out on a job. Uninjured, Hard worker Jake got straight back to work, and even the second lightning strike didn't stop him. But if the third strike didn't finish him off, the fourth one certainly did, putting an end to this sad and shocking tale. If you'd like to hear your own obituary on the show, head over to patreon.com slash quietly yours, where you can sign up to support the show for as little as a dollar a month. Every patron gets their own on-air obit, and there's some other fun rewards up for grabs too, like behind-the-scenes content and access to our patron-only Discord server. With all that said, it's time to dive into our latest tale of woe. Enjoy the Death Serum. Where are you going? 16 Walnut Walk. And I'm in a rush. Sure. Can you drive a bit faster, please? I don't have much time. I only have half an hour. Depends on the traffic. I won't count on it. Just... Alright, we'll just try. You got an appointment or something? No, not exactly. I I wouldn't say that. You alright, mate? You look a bit... distracted. I'm fine. I just need you to hurry. I've only got half an hour. Half an hour for what exactly? It doesn't matter. You wouldn't believe me anyway. Try me. I have to get there soon because I only have half an hour to live. Okay, the sat-nav says we can be at the hospital in five minutes. No, I don't need a hospital. Don't turn off. I need to get to 16 Walnut Walk. If you've been poisoned... I said it was poison. I didn't say I was poisoned. What? What are you talking about? I did this to myself. This is crazy. Is this some kind of joke? No, no, it's not. But please, no hospital. Why would you poison yourself? I don't understand. That's a long story. How much time have you got? That's not funny. I mean, it is a little funny. 
what are you doing? I think you should get out. What? Look, clearly you're pulling my leg and whatever, I don't care. I can appreciate a good prank, but you've taken this too far. Get out. This is not a prank. I swear on my... Well, I would swear on my life. Look, it's fine. Just go. I can't. I need to get to number 16. If I have to waste time finding a new cab, I'll never make it in time. Please, just... Just get me there. I'm not pulling your leg, I swear. I need to get there, and I need to get there soon. Alright. But you better start explaining. It all started over a stupid necklace. It was her grandmother's and it meant a lot to her. But it was an old thing and completely trashed. A stone was missing and part of the metalwork was bent. Well that doesn't matter but the point is I found a jeweler's that did repairs and had good Google reviews. So I made some excuse for where I was all day and I drove it out there to get it fixed. I thought it would be a nice surprise. Well, I got there, they fixed it, and I set off home with the necklace looking good as new. And then, on my way home, I passed a guy who'd broken down by the side of the road. He looked like he could use a hand, or at least a phone to borrow, so I pulled over and offered my help. He said he didn't know the first thing about cars and had no idea what was going on. It's not like I know much about cars either, but I said I'd have a look to see if I can tell what's going wrong. So I'm looking at the car and the next thing I know, there's a sharp pain at the back of my head and everything goes black. When I woke up I was in a large basement, but I was trapped in a small corner of it, trapped behind bars. There was a small canvas bed, a sink and a toilet. It was like a jail cell. I'd been caged, and there was a man there with me, but he was on the other side of the bars. He had neat black hair, wore glasses, and he dressed in jeans and a smart shirt. He didn't look like the kind of person who makes a habit of kidnapping people. How looks can be deceiving. Morning. You're finally up. Who are you? I'm Dr. Whitehouse. This is my lab. Welcome. Lab? I... You attacked me. L let me go. You can't do this. This is kidnapping. Yes, yes. Do you not think I don't know that? I know exactly what I'm doing. And no, I'm not going to let you go. It's kind of the point of kidnapping. Please, just open the door. Look, don't bother, all right? I'm not going to let you go. And there's no way for you to contact the outside world. I chose you at random from the middle of nowhere. There's no one coming to help you because there's no way to find you. And there's no point trying to befriend me. 
I'm not your friend. I'm not going to open the door and let you out of the cell so we can chat, as there's no point trying. You're not the first I've taken, and I know what I'm doing, so please, have some respect, and shut up. Do we understand each other? Yes. All right, then. I'm glad that's settled. So where are they? Who? The others. You said I wasn't the first you've taken. So where are the others? Oh, they're dead. Oh, don't look so worried. I don't want you dead. Well, not exactly. Well, quite the opposite, in fact. I've been conducting experiments, you see, and so far, well, I haven't been having much luck. But you, this time it worked, and you're my living proof. What are you talking about? I killed you, back on the road. Not with the blow to the head. I wouldn't want to risk any kind of skull fracture. That would only complicate things. No, the blow to the head was just my rather inelegant way of knocking you out. And then, once you were unconscious, I injected you with a poison, and I watched you die. I lured you into my car, and I drove you back here, and I locked you in this cage. You were dead, of course, during all of this. You were dead for around 90 minutes in total. That part's important. I had to be sure. And then... This. This marvel. This is what I've been working on all these years. And it finally worked. What are you talking about? I injected you with this substance about, ooh, almost ten minutes ago now. And here you are, alive and well. Well enough, anyway. We'll have to do some tests, of course, just to make sure it worked. But sure enough, alive you are. And it's all thanks to this. This is my life's work. A substance that can revive those who have passed, bringing the dead back from the grave. I call it the Resurrection Serum. Resurrection serum. It sounds crazy, I know. I didn't believe it at first either, but then... He kept me locked up down there in the basement, like an animal. And he wanted to continue experimenting on me like some kind of rat. He said it was important that it would benefit humanity. I didn't care. He gave me the drugs with my food. I refused to take them. He took the food away. It went on like that for days. He wanted to experiment on me, and I refused. But after three days of no food and no water, I was desperate, so I took the drugs. I woke up after with bruises on my arm. He said he'd had trouble finding a vein while trying to bring me back. Jesus Christ. It went on like that for a couple of weeks. I would take the drugs, I would pass out, and I would wake up feeling tired, but okay. And then he'd gleefully recount to me the ways in which he'd ended my life, how long I'd been out for, how long it had taken for the serum to bring me around again. And to be honest, it wasn't so bad at first. I passed out, I woke up, and that was it. 
But then one day, I took the drugs, and I started to feel dizzy, to feel weak, like I needed to sleep. But sleep wouldn't come. He came into my cell, and I tried to fight him off, but I couldn't. The drugs had left me too weak. He climbed on top of me, wrapped his hands around my neck, and squeezed it until I... I was wide awake, and I felt every minute of it. I stopped eating again. I told him I would never take his drugs willingly, that I would never be a willing participant in any of this, and if I starved to death, it didn't matter. I woke up the next morning to find that he'd strapped me to the bed while I slept, and he had slipped a feeding tube into my body. I tried to free myself, but the restraints were too strong. I was completely at his mercy. And then the experiments resumed. I was awake. For all of it. He choked me. He drowned me. At first I wondered if it was part of the experiment. If he was... I don't know... Adjusting the variables or something. Trying to get more information on the serum and how it works. But then one day he came into my cell and... He forced my jaw open and he poured half a litre of bleach down my throat. It burned like acid, and my nose felt like I was breathing fire, and the smell was overwhelming. It was the most painful death I've ever felt. I knew then that he was just a sadist. How did you escape? I thought about that a lot. How to escape? But there was just no way out, and I got to the point where I started to think that death, actual proper death, would be better than the hell he was putting me through. But you couldn't just kill yourself. He would have just used a serum to revive you, surely? Exactly. But I thought, well what if I could do something so destructive that he couldn't bring me back? Set myself on fire, or, I don't know, behead myself or something? I just needed to wound myself bad enough that I would die, and bad enough that it would be impossible to bring me back. So that's what I did. What? How am I? Ah, you're awake. But I... Tried to kill yourself? Yes. Yes, you did. What a stupid mistake. What were you thinking? What was I thinking? I was thinking I need to get out of here. By any means necessary. It clearly didn't work. No, except it did. What? I came downstairs this morning and found you. 
You must have done it a while ago. You were stone cold. But you're forgetting the key thing, Andrew. The resurrection serum. You thought I wouldn't use it on you again? But my wounds... You thought that would stop me? Well, maybe it would have, a few weeks ago. But here's the thing. The serum has been improving. With each trial, I've been perfecting it. And it's working. Look at your arms. They're healed. Almost completely. Give it time. There won't even be any scars left. I've done it. I've created the true elixir of life. One that can bring back the dead. One that can heal whatever wounds took your life. One that can make immortality a true possibility. A new Andrew... Help make it happen. Mankind would be so grateful to you, Andrew, if they knew you existed. They don't, of course, and they never will. Once the trials are complete, I'll have no more use for you. And, well, maybe if you're lucky, I'll let you keep your life. I'll let you stay down here and enjoy basking in the knowledge that you've helped advance the human race so far. You created those bloodstains. You can clean them up. So you were trapped? Exactly. Completely and utterly helpless. But you did get out. You're here now. So what happened? I tried again. And again and again. Each and every time he just brought me back. Over and over. And then one day he came in with that horrible grin he got whenever he'd made a breakthrough. And he announced that he'd refined the serum further. That he'd successfully created an immortality serum. I didn't believe him. I thought he was just making it up to try and get me to stop making attempts on my life. But... Well, a little while after that, he messed up. Slipped my throat one night. That wasn't as bad as you can imagine. Not really. A sharp pain across the throat and then warmth, and then you're gone. I woke up the next morning and noticed that one of the restraints was open, so I played dead. And when I wouldn't wake up, he panicked and he came into the cell. As soon as he got close enough, I grabbed the syringe that hung from his belt, and before he had time to react, I plunged it into his thigh. Within 10 seconds, he was on the ground. And then I... I could have just left him. I could have left him unconscious on the ground and called the police. But I didn't. What did you do? I pulled out the syringe, filled it with air, and injected him again. And then... I was finally free. He was dead and I was free. Oh my god. But... That doesn't explain why you injected yourself with poison. You're free now. Don't you want to live? Of course I do, but that's not possible. Why not? Dr. Whitehouse's house was in the middle of nowhere. There was just trees everywhere. And I figured my only chance was to pick a direction and keep going in a straight line. Then eventually I'd find someone, someone who can help. 
It was only half an hour or so before I found a town. I went into the first shop I found. Excuse me, I need help. Do you have a phone I can borrow? They were all staring at me. I was confused, but then I realised. I was stood there, unwashed hair, unshaved. There was huge dried blood stains on my filthy old shirt and my neck. The serum takes a, a while to work fully, and my neck wasn't totally healed, not yet. God knows what they must have thought. No one said anything, they just looked at me blankly and then... One of the girls in the back of the shop pulled out her phone, and the reality of my situation dawned on me. I couldn't talk to the police. The things that have happened to me, they would never believe. I'm covered in blood, they would arrest me and... And I'm guilty of murder now. Would I go to prison for that? Was it self-defence? I hit him in self-defence, but... I killed him in cold blood. The police were not an option. I needed to get home and I needed to make sure no one ever found out what happened to me. So I left the shop and walked. I didn't know where I was going, I just walked. I thought maybe I'd run into a bigger town. One with a train station and then I could beg for the fare and be on my way home. But it didn't go the way I planned. Hey, are you okay? I need you to stop. Look, I'm fine, alright? There's blood on your shirt. Where did that blood come from? I said I'm fine! I don't remember what happened next. It was like a blackout. The next thing I remember, I'm back in White House's lab. There's blood on my hands and there's bruises on my knuckles. I don't know what I did. I don't know what happened to the police officer. It... It was a lot of blood. Whatever I did, there was something wrong with me. Something very wrong. It was the serum, I think. It went wrong. It changed me. And I thought... I had the lab, I had all of White House's supplies, all of his notes. If I could figure out some sort of cure, a new serum, one that could fix me, then everything would be fine, wouldn't it? But it didn't work. Every time I thought I'd cracked it, I'd leave the house and I'd black out and I'd wake up back in the lab with no idea what I'd done or who I'd... I was turning into a monster. I couldn't control myself. I hurt people. And what's worse than a monster? A monster who can't die. So I figured if I couldn't cure myself, then I needed to to do something else. I needed to find a way around the immortality serum. And so I set to work. That's what I've been working on for the past two months. And I finally figured it out. That's what I injected myself with. A death serum. One that can counteract the effects of the immortality serum. One that can kill me. For good. And then... It's over and no one else will get hurt. But before I die, I had to see her. It was a risk, coming here. I could have blacked out at any moment, but I had to. 
I had to tell her that I didn't leave, not by choice. She has to know that I would never have. And I have to give her this. The necklace. Whitehouse didn't throw it away. I found it among his things after I escaped. Hey, what are you doing? Why have you stopped? We're here. 16 Walnut Walk. We're here? What time is it? 8.42. I've got four minutes. Then go. You know, for all I know, everything you've told me could be a complete lie. Just a story you've made up. Yeah. I suppose it could. Thank you. Something tells me that taxi driver is not getting paid. The Death Serum starred Mabs Beat as Andy, Matty Squires as Dr. Whitehouse, and John Ashmore as Chris. If you enjoyed tonight's episode, there's plenty more where that came from. Search for Quietly Yours on your podcast app of choice and enjoy. If you have a spare moment, please also consider leaving a review or a rating. It really helps the show out. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on social media. Our handle everywhere is Quietly Podcast. You can also reach us via email at quietlyyours at daffodillies.co.uk and, as always, our website is daffodillies.co.uk slash quietlyyours. That's D-A-F-F-A-D-I-L-L-I-E-S dot co.uk slash quietlyyours. That's all for now. So until next time, I am quietly yours, and you are quietly mine.